Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So, uh, the Warriors, they lost at home to the Indiana Pacers, a Pacers team that, of course, was missing Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Chris Duarte, a few other guys. It was a game that I talked about where it was like, you know, this chunk of five games, game number 25, could they go four and one? And they had a great chance to do it, but they didn't. They went three and two in that stretch. Uh, they lost 112, 104. And weirdly enough, the Warriors have never beaten the Pacers at Chase Center. It's like four in a row that they've lost two different iterations of this Pacers team. And it it was kind of just a, a trap game. You know, that was the first thing that I saw. Uh, obviously, Andrew Wiggins wasn't playing and he was sorely, sorely missed. Uh, they started Jordan Poole in his spot. And of course, you lose a lot defensively with Poole in there instead of Wiggins. But hopefully you get something offensively. But just in general, the the Warriors, they just came out. The starters, this you know, vaunted uh, best five-man unit, again, with Poole instead in there. They were just missing everything. And Indiana, even without some of their best players, everybody is rising up to play the Warriors, right? And these kids did too. And the Pacers, they have (laughs) a lot of young talent. I thought it was just a couple of dudes, but they have an interesting mix of players. And, um, you know, they're athletic. And when you don't have Andrew Wiggins, I mean, it feels like last season, the Warriors had a ton of athletic dunkers, right? You could say Wiggins, JTA, Gary Payton II, Kamenga. And now, of course, they don't have, you know, JTA and Gary Payton II. And uh, Wiggins wasn't in this game. So, you know, with the, the age and lack of athleticism, you could see the Warriors being a little bit, you know, like a step slow. And it took a while to get Jonathan Kaminga in the game. I'll get to that later. But, you know, I've talked about how when you don't have Andrew Wiggins, uh, that how he's been the second most consistent player this season for the Warriors, second best player, in my opinion, uh, even though Draymond has come on really strong uh, since the the bad start. But uh, with... Wiggins, when he's out, you know, that's one thing. But then even though Steph obviously played, uh, he wasn't himself. So if you don't have those two guys kind of doing their thing so far this season, then you'll get iffy results. I'm not strictly putting it just on those two guys, uh, but it definitely, of course, made a difference. And who knows, maybe Steph, who tweaked his ankle uh, in the previous game, maybe he was kind of you know, feeling a little wear and tear, right? The Warriors had played, uh, this was their third game in four nights. And, you know, that can take a toll on a veteran team. So uh, it's a a shame that it uh, happened that way, but it is what it is, right? Uh, The defense was, if it is Andrew Nemhard guy from Gonzaga, like, I remember him in Gonzaga. I didn't think he would ever be like a decent NBA player. Uh, I thought his shot was kind of slow, but 
obviously it depends on fit and whatever he's doing with the Pacers, whatever uh, Coach Carlisle's doing with his, his young guys is clearly working. And the kid just went off. He had the game of his life and props to him. You know, no one could stop him. And that was actually a little uh, disconcerting. We know that point of attack defense was a question mark going into the season. I personally thought, I'll own up to this. I personally thought that losing Gary Payton the second, that uh, there would be more of a, a, a committee, a group of guys who could take those duties on. And that would include Wiggins, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, <laughs> Moses Moody, guys like that. I figured Andre Godala would play a few minutes here and there, but obviously he's not going to play till second half of the season. And we know that that hasn't been the case. And we don't have Wiggins. There's no one to throw at uh, a guy who's, who's hot, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's not like Nemhard is this crazy athletic guy, like a John Morant or De'Aaron Fox. He was just a guy who was on and you needed somebody to put clamps on him, and there was no one who could do it at all. I talked about how if this team was four and one, it would tell us something. Uh, and, you know, at three and two, what it's telling us is that they're obviously not there yet because a team that uh, has a letdown game, falls into a trap game, and then actually comes back. <laughs> in the second quarter with some uh, timely shooting, especially from Clay Thompson, a team like that that comes back, uh, that they will start to overrun the Pacers. You know what I mean? Like that's what the Warriors should have and could have done. That's what we all kind of hope for. Like Warriors teams of the past would do that. But again, Pacers were unafraid. They're well coached and they, you know, took the Warriors punch and kept going right and they fought until the end and some of these habits that the warriors have had the previous two games against the bulls and uh the rockets where you know they got decent leads and then just couldn't close it out you know they had uh they let both those teams back in in this case of course they didn't have that big lead but uh they couldn't um basically step on the Pacers' throats. They couldn't impose their will in this one. And uh, it's not an indictment of the whole team and like the you know situation, but it's like telling us where this team is at this point. Just one game, of course. But as I said in the last episode, the road gets a little tougher, the schedule. And uh, you wanted this Pacers game because now you go to Utah, you get the Celtics at home, uh, then you go to Milwaukee, then you go to Indiana, play the same Pacers team, and then you go to Philly, right? And that's still the middle of a road trip. And that's a tough stretch. That's a tough stretch. Uh, those are all teams that have at some point in this season played well. None of those are the Rockets. None of those are the Bulls, teams that are either bad or trending downwards. Yes, the Jazz, you know, they're coming back down to earth a lot more, but, you know, they've competed this season. The Celtics are the Celtics, the Bucks are the Bucks. the Pacers just beat the Warriors, and Philly is, uh, you know, at least early on, they were one of the favorites. Maybe they've dipped a little bit, but still. So that's a, that's a tough stretch. And if the Warriors had won this game, I'd feel a little bit more confident, but 
you know, uh, I know they'll compete and I know they'll rise up for some of those bigger games, <laughs> even the the Indiana game, because they'll hopefully want some revenge on this one. It'll it'll be interesting. It'll be telling because what? <laughs> hopefully they don't go zero and five in that stretch. Hopefully they go come out three and two at least. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I talked about Kaminga coming into the game a little bit later than we had all expected. And instead, Steve Kerr inserted Moses Moody in that spot. And in that second unit, especially with Draymond, uh, Moody looked bad, you know, because that unit just looked even even slower. Uh, we've always talked about how Moody isn't the most athletic, a little bit slow afoot, especially for uh, a young guy and against an Indiana Pacers squad that is young and has a lot of length and athleticism and fearlessness. You needed somebody else <laughs> in that situation. And then eventually, you know, I mean, I get it. Moody had played well in the previous game. He shot really well. And Kerr said he wanted more shooting, uh, but it wasn't happening. And even at that point, you know, I was like, man, dare I say that this would be a good game for James Wiseman because a lot of these Indiana dudes are very similar to him in the sense that uh, they're athletic. They may not be as polished, especially their bigs, but, uh, you know, it is what it is because that that's the game where like, you know, Wiseman could just play however he plays right now and uh, probably do decently. But this is also why uh, we were all like, where's Jonathan Kaminga? Because he is that as well, but better. <laughs> and he obviously made a difference right away and helped the Warriors come back in the first half. And, um, you know, I guess, of course, that's a, a huge positive. Um, and it's not, you know, all of a sudden like, oh, Moody stinks and he should be stuck to the bench. But like, you know, there's clearly places where Moody is uh, serviceable right now and, you know, games where he is not so much. And you see some more of those flaws that he has where you can't play him day in, day out at this point. This one burned a little bit because even though at least I didn't overlook and assume this game from the Pacers that it would be a cakewalk, uh, it was definitely a winnable game and something that would have, you know, the Warriors need to collect these, as we all know. And they went from sixth in the standings in the West to now they're 10th or something. And again, it's, it's still early, but uh, it's just funny to see how much that can fluctuate 
at this point. So you move on to the next one. That That's basically it. And at least the Warriors next Wednesday, December 14th, they can try to exact some revenge against the same uh, Pacers team. But, you know, uh, the Warriors get a day off right now going to Utah uh, on Wednesday. And then they get a couple days off before the primetime ABC game against the Celtics. And, uh, yeah, you know, like I'll be honest, in, in that game and the game against the Bucks. Uh, the following Tuesday on TNT. Right now, it's like, which Warriors team will show up? You know, will they rise up to the the challenge and meet the moment, or will they have some, you know, kind of <laughs> slip and fall moments? You know what I mean? Either way, you know, it's going to be really, really interesting. And uh, you know, you just uh, uh, move on from this one, right, on to the next. All right. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball podcast network and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five-star rating on spotify and apple podcasts and if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on apple podcasts that would be hugely hugely appreciated and it would be very very helpful thanks that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time